Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of We'll All Be Dead Soon, the podcast where three shithead millennials who hate the world almost as much as each other search for topics that don't make them wish North Korea would just launch a fucking nuke already. As per usual, if you started listening to this because of its edgy title and cover art, prepare to be disappointed, as what follows is a low-quality and politically incorrect recording of an actual conversation that took place one evening in a $1,600 a month basement apartment in a Toronto neighborhood where the Uber surge rate hasn't dropped below times two since Drake got out of his wheelchair. On the plus side, today's episode features a female guest. Okay, let's get started. And just a reminder to all of you out there having a great day. You will all be dead soon. You will all be dead soon. We'll All Be Dead Soon is hosted by Neil Kenley, Mike Rafe, and Jay Deverett. And today we're joined by special guest, Emily Ramshaw. So we're back. Yeah, it's been we a took how long did we take off? Like almost a month. Oh, God. oh All really? Right. You haven't done yeah. it for a month. But now we're back and uh, we have our first guest in a while. Well, sort of not really. For them, it's no, it's no, it's one after the other. There's yeah, no in between episodes. That's, true. that's true. If you take six weeks between episodes, everyone's a guest. <laughs> <laughs> You're a guest. I'm a guest. Um, yeah, we're welcoming Emily Ramshaw to the podcast. Woo woo! Yay! So happy to be here. Thanks for joining us, Emily. So Emily is a longtime friend of the podcast and us. Uh, we actually met her in residence of first year. Since then, she has gone on to pursue a career in journalism. She just moved back to Toronto from New York. And for the last few Yay. years, she has been working as the senior editor for The Covetour, an online publication that... I believe came to notoriety for the uh, innovative reporting style <laughs> of going into celebrities' closets yeah. and finding going in that way into their lives. Yeah, it was not like, just celebrities, oligarchs as well. Yeah, all what? sorts of all sorts of different people. Yeah. But it started because it was like very much a fashion thing at first with like street when street style. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this world, but when street style was becoming a thing. You just take pictures of people on the street? Yeah, like around fashion shows and that kind of stuff. It was like becoming an internet thing in like 2010. Yeah. And then obviously the fascination with these people and their clothes and stuff. And it became when they started publishing these stories just with fashion insiders. It became like a much bigger thing. And we started doing like celebrities and random other people who had amazing closets. And so whenever I like describe you, I always say that you have been into everyone's closet from a Russian oligarch to the fat Jewish. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's like everyone, the, the like criteria for getting a closet story is like you're either like have amazing style and clothes, therefore clothes, or you're just like internet famous. Right. And interesting as a person. Like, the fat Jewish, obviously, or the fat Jew, I don't know what he actually goes by now, but... <laughs> he dropped ish. He decided to go with just fat Jew. I have no idea. I think you can just call them Jews. I think he's still fat Jewish on Instagram. He really, like, yeah. Um, but, like, obviously, we didn't, like, shoot him because he has, like, Chanel. It was because, like, he has a look and, like, an like interest. Like, how many, how many and, black like, tank tops can one person own? 
Yeah, and, well, he actually had pretty crazy stuff. I mean, obviously someone like that is gonna, like, he's, like, an attention person, so he has, like, a collection of, like, weird tie-dye stuff and, like, all this, like, bizarre kind of, like, motor, he's in part of, like, a motorcycle group and, like, all these, like, weird things that he collected when he was a VJ and, like, things that people have given him, like Joe Jonas. Here's a question for you. You assume that most people clean up their closets before you yeah. arrive. Whoa. I don't ask who's disappointing because I, I imagine you can't say that. But who is a, who is surprisingly slobbish in their closet when you got there? Honestly, I've never encountered a really sloppy closet. No, because people like know what they're getting into. I know that's disappointing, uh, but like they. <laughs> I was kind of expecting that, but like <laughs> they really clean up. I mean, I've come across. The weird thing is you, like, can get really... People, like, know what you're there for, so you can get really, like, just nosy. Yeah. And, like, go through people's personal stuff. Like, it's it's an odd thing. Like, you would never even do that with your friends. So what's, like, a weird nostalgia item you found in someone's closet looking through? Oh, God. Like, juicy couture tracksuits. Like, a lot of, like, fashion girls or people who have been in fashion for, like, a couple decades have, like, a lot of, like, throwback stuff that women would recognize. Spice Girls stuff. Like, old, like, you guys will not get this reference, but, like, these Dior bags that everyone had in, like, the late 90s with, like, Sex in the City. This is good though, having a but first like, female guest. Yeah, we've had segments girls. Hey, because some when I was like listening to some of your other episodes, I was some of the stuff I don't know what you guys are talking about, like the video games stuff right. and that most, kind of thing. Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like if you don't know what I'm talking about, then like No, but it's still interesting when yeah. someone knows what they're talking about. Sure. <laughs> so let's run through the most interesting closets you've been in. Or just the most interesting encounters you've had with with just people in like in the crazy out out there media world. How about just tell us everything? <laughs> <laughs> Um, probably the craziest experience was when me and the photographer that I worked a lot with went to Russia, to Moscow. We were shooting at this point for the book, which came out last fall. Um, so that was like a big deal because we were trying to get like really big deal people, obviously. Um, did you set these all up before you went? Yeah. Okay. But it, that, was, that was the thing. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're, that was you're like, we were trying hard. to get really big deal people to like, just show up and knock on doors. Of it was Algarve. hard. And like, <laughs> honestly, sir, are you a big deal? <laughs> yes. Very, very big deal. Well, that would be, it's honestly would be impossible. It's like an impenetrable, it's bizarre. Like, it's honestly another world. It's so foreign. It's like these women who we photographed women who were mostly, I mean, they're doing their own thing too, but they're mostly the wives of really wealthy men, obviously. And for the most part, live outside of the city in huge, huge homes behind 10 foot walls with barbed wire and armed guards and like tinted windows and like the whole deal. And then like have a fleet of staff and like massive. Right. And I bet as people, they're like, that represents how removed they are. Yeah, they are removed. And honestly, some of the, it was kind of like sad because like their kids and these women were like sequestered in these, they all had kids. Yeah. They were all like in, and the one, one that we shot, well, one of a few that we actually shot downtown 
lived in like the penthouse of this big huge building and like it's like a it was hard for us to like even get up like past security yeah oh well and then when we left she was like we'll just take you home we'll just take you back to your hotel and we're like okay like you she was like you can use my kid's car and her kids are like literally like six (laughs) and this is how they get to and from school and so we like go down to the basement and they're like private elevator there's a van waiting for us that has like curtains on the windows and it's like very like plush inside but like outside totally nondescript Mm -hmm. like those european like mercedes vans Yeah. yeah yeah And that was like how we got. It was really. That's wild. It was. It was just like you never see. What was it like They're inside the kidnapping. van? <laughs> really fancy. Yeah. Like leather seats. Like not kiddish at all. How were her, <laughs> how were her clothes? Amazing. She had a walk-in safe for her jewels where I wasn't allowed to go. Oh, that's wow. awesome. But like she went in and got her like emeralds and shit, and she also had a fridge in her bathroom for her like beauty products that needed to be refrigerated like what, it was what, insane so what does her husband do was gifted one of the industries <laughs> yeah. of Russia when the USSR <laughs> broke Oligarchs can only exist in a, in a country like that crazy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and like even going there like we had to get visas and you have to have everything clear before you get a visa like you have to have your hotel they need to send a letter like all yeah. these people need to send letters to say that you're legit but we said we weren't going for work because, like, if you say you're a writer and editor and you're, like, going for work, that's, like, a red flag for them. Yeah. Mm. So I, like, went to the consulate in Toronto to get it. And I had to still put my profession, even though I said I was just, like, a tourist going with a friend. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you're, like, an editor. Like, are you sure you're not going to write about the economy or politics or something and I was like no like I work in fashion she was like oh you're gonna laugh at it like, like all of a sudden yeah it's like in North America oligarch basically means white collar criminal <laughs> man people in Russia were just bought, like consolidating stocks in shares now I'm shares. afraid saying this I'm gonna get like no no, no, no you're, 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 you're also good. not saying anything so bad yeah no but people were like for cigarettes and vodka trading for like shares of like the the energy consortiums and like they just like overnight owned like public utilities yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. or they were just gifted them upon the breakup of the Soviet Union like like, there was like every nickel mine in the world in Russia is owned by like one dude who is a senior member of the communist party and there's like here you go life's all about timing yeah Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly yeah if only we could find a communist nation that was on the on the verge of collapse yeah. I'll, move, I'll move there like had she like you want to talk about timing had had Emily not just come back we might not have had a female guest for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um but so yeah should I do another su- yeah absolutely the most surprising one or the most surprised I've been was when I went to Nick Young's house NBA the, player the Young, NBA yeah. LA Lakers I had no idea who he was really and this was also really early on in my job and we like showed up he had his crew like his entourage there like when we walked in and then he like took me up to his room where the closet was and then sorry this is me it sounds like it's going in a weird place but it's not anyway I was like in his room looking at his wall of sneakers and then fucking Iggy Azalea walks out of the bathroom and like 
to hangs out for a little bit and then goes to like walk their dog. That's and I was awesome. like, oh, that's right, just they were dating. <laughs> she looks exactly like the way that you would expect. Like she looks like herself in a movie. Did you hear her talk? Video. Yeah, she has an Australian accent. Right. And what about um you've been to the Victoria's Secret fashion show? Yeah, that. Tell us about that. Uh, it's like I it's not I mean it's a crazy circus. It's insane. Yeah. The amount of money that they like I don't know, it's fucking insane. The women are beautiful, tiny. Yeah. Um, it's like a circus because you're like ushered backstage, you have like twenty minutes to do all of your interviews and take as many photos as you can. So I've only ever gone with our one photographer and we just like essentially try to get as many as much as possible. Yeah. Most of the women are really the models are really nice and actually smart people. For sure. And this year I did like a whole lead up with them. I've like gotten to know the team really well where I like went to their workouts and like the whole thing leading up to the show which was in Paris and I didn't do that. But when the models are like not being recorded or like you're just like waiting with them to like have the thing where the producer's like okay now you can do it yeah. then they're like chill normal they're like rolling their eyes like all the things like, a, then, normal, like a normal human but game. they get paid like a Victoria's Secret model is not like a normal no model. they're actors yeah they're like fully there because of their personality like right. they've told me about the auditions they're fucking crazy if they're not angels they have to audition every year and they like go in their underwear and they have to like perform like it's like a full fucking thing. And these are like twenty-two year old, <laughs> right. nineteen. Like it's a whole. You can't weird, even think of bizarre. them that way once they've been exposed to that world. Yeah. Yeah. And what? So, if, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But it's also like I mean, the first time I did it was in London, and it was like a black tie event, and it was like really special. So that I mean, it's obviously exciting to be there. Right. Have That's you met cool. Cara Delevingne? I actually haven't. Oh my god, no, I haven't. But I was at a party with her quite recently, with Madison and Ross. I invited them. Yeah, <laughs> it was so bizarre. I've heard she's tall, taller than you'd expect in real life. She's not. Okay, she's about my height. Okay, okay, fair enough. But you're tall in my yeah, opinion. But yeah, but she's like short for a model. Interesting. Right. Did you have any interaction with her? No. <laughs> All right, we'll cut this whole. We'll cut this whole part. <laughs> and um, and what about Questlove? Oh yeah, Questlove. Questlove was, he lives on like a very high floor of this like beautiful building in downtown New York, like financial district. Questlove is like a very like quiet, reserved person. He has like five women around him who like style him, do the hair. There was a woman cooking at his apartment when we got there who was like cooking for everyone. But, and he was very nice, but he was, like, very quiet. His closet was immaculate. Right. He has all the sneakers from, like, Kanye and, like, all the people. And he, like, collects glasses and those, like, heart pins. So he had all of those. And then he had, and he's a collector of, like, musical paraphernalia. Like, he's a fan. Right. So he had, like, all the things from, like, Prince and Michael Jackson. That's awesome. That's sweet. It was cool to see that. Neil? Yes. Takes us into a topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was reading the other day, I saw something on Business Insider that was talking about what Facebook knows about you. Oh, God. Um, and I, th- I think everyone at this table and probably everyone listening understands that, like, you hear all the time that, like, Facebook knows a lot about you. Facebook understands, like, who you are. 
But there's a way to check what they actually do know about you. Um, so what I was thinking that we would all do is I'll tell everyone on the podcast how to do it also, but how to get onto what Facebook thinks about you. I sent you all the link into your Facebooks. Yep. <laughs> and we can go through and see how accurate it is. Okay. It only kind of works if you use Facebook. I don't use it a ton, so it's not... Uh, no, this is a good exercise, it's not though, because I, I never use Facebook, yeah. notably. Okay. So... We have like Jay uses it a ton. Yeah, you use it I use it. Amount. I use it a little bit. Ramshaw does quite a bit of social media. I do, but I don't like post things on Facebook. I just like use it to click. But you like and you I find like, things. Yeah, it's a good okay. cross section though. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so I sent you the link. You can go to it. The first place you should go. So if you want to check this out yourself, you go to www.facebook.com/ads/preferences. Uh, and you can search us on your own and basically it'll give you a rundown of what it thinks your interests are advertisers you've interacted with your information and ad settings so if you go to your information and then click on your categories it will show you it will lump you in with basically the different demographics that facebook thinks you're in Um, i also did this with my sister who recently had a child and that is a super interesting one um and i'll and i'll I'll show you do i do that uh, so you view, yeah. So that's so that's what Facebook thinks you are, and it will tell you. So running through me, for example, I'll go. I'll go first. It says my birthday is in November. I have an iPhone six six plus. Um, this says yeah. my birthday wrong. Yeah, me too. Does it? Oh, it's my birthday wrong too. Oh, it knows I'm on an iPhone seven plus. Oh no, it's the month. Never mind. It's the month. Oh, it's yeah. not the date. It's the month. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the numbered okay. month. Okay, thing. okay. So basically, okay, so it ahead. knows my birthday's in November. What what I use to most often for to check Facebook, which is my iPhone six plus. What my browsers are. Um, I also check it on an iPad four. It knows that I have close friends who have birthdays within seven to thirty days. Um, close friends with expats, frequent traveler, millennial. Smartphone, tablet. <clears throat> I have a Facebook page admin from this web, from this podcast, a Gmail user, um, and a couple other pretty interesting things. But the scariest part about it, it's actually not great for me, but when I was going through it with my sister, her husband's birthday was in like 15 days from when we checked. And it knew, it's like, she doesn't have him as a relationship on, but it's like your best friend is birthday. Like male's birthday is within the next 30 days. You are like a new mother. You are ex, like your kid is like 18 months old, like between 12 and 18 months old. It's unbelievable without actually her putting in any of this information. Oh, wow. If you go up to news and entertainment and click through your interests, it also predicts what, like what, what kind of stuff that what you'd be you interested would in. be interested in. Yeah. I'm going to tell you two places they've really missed the mark yeah. on me. One, it thinks one of my hobbies and activities is light fixtures. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably... So where? So if you click on that, if you can dig into it, and it'll show you what you clicked on to make you think that. Okay. And also, mm-hmm. it thinks one of the people I am most interested in is Michael Faraday. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who is I Michael Faraday? <laughs> wow, maybe somebody you've creeped along? Yeah. Who do you have? No, no, no. It's a famous I... Hold on. I... Who is Michael Faraday? You want to use my computer? He's a scientist, right? No, Logan. it's here. Okay. So it yeah. says some of the creepy things are... It says I'm a frequent, frequent traveler, which is true. I 
have a housemate-based household, which was true and kind of is still true. That's where that's where. Wow, that's yeah. That's it says my I, I'm U.S. politics bracket very liberal bracket. <laughs> <laughs> it says technology late adopter. Oh, fair. Um, I think the phone actually has more than this one. Yeah, just. I'm an event then it's all like standard stuff event creator smartphone whatever but those are the interesting ones it says I'm an expat but I guess I thought you were an expat I have close friends of expats I am close friends of expats I have that as well look at this Um, it knew this podcast was gonna happen yeah (laughs) I guess pretty soon you will no longer be an expat now that you're here well it it says expat bracket all expat bracket Canada both has online so maybe it's confused right yeah, now. Yeah, it might be a little, might be a little concerned. <laughs> um, Jay, what do you got? Uh, mine's pretty basic. I don't have anything you guys don't have. The only thing that's interesting is my tar- <laughs> my targeted ads are like I saw Guardians of the Galaxy two like two days ago mm-hmm. and posted nothing about it, and all of my top promoted ads are about Guardians of the Galaxy okay. two. Okay, the creepiest thing I find about targeted ads. Yeah. I'll search something on my web browser. Yeah. And I'm like an Instagram addict, so I'm whatever. I do it like without even noticing it. I'm yeah. on Instagram, and as soon as I've like gone to a website, the ad will be on my Instagram on my phone. Yeah. 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 I hate that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It's that's that's actually me. nuts. I've I've seen that so many times. How does it know? Because I'm logged know. into Instagram on my browser. Uh, they're like, or it's probably through Facebook, right? Because it's the same company. So yeah, probably. But, but even but I'm still just like typing it into the, my Chrome browser. Yeah. Yeah, like I think just probably based on yeah. computer. That one is the that one is creepy because if you look at something on like Amazon <laughs> or wherever. Yeah, that stuff shows yeah, up on Facebook. Then you get that immediately. Yeah. 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 I okay, so (laughs) you want to know something to take this even further, but so Neil, you I didn't know what your topic was, but you mentioned something along the lines to me this week, and um, I like looked into it and saw that you can go to settings in Facebook and download a copy of your Facebook data to see the entire archive of what they have on you, and so everything you've ever posted, every picture that you've ever uploaded. So I downloaded my entire archive, yeah, and I was and I was going through it today. I had some like very stunning revelations (laughs) by going through my Facebook archive. Um, I would be so scared to do that. Yeah, it's like it's nuts. Like the one of the things that I realized was that like there was an area, there was an era around two thousand and seven, back when when we were using Facebook that. It was like this gross era of conspicuous Facebook consumption where you wrote posts knowing that other people would see what you wrote on people's walls. Like, you don't write on people's walls anymore, but back in the day, posts had this air to them that was like, in words that was just fully knowing that people would see what you're writing. And some of it was like disgusting. (laughs) I have a feeling that you can like go backwards and chart everything that is wrong in the world today as like originating <laughs> from this time on Facebook when we learned to talk not to each other but for it, like but show for someone else to other oh my god I'm so guilty of like, <laughs> <laughs> in like first year fuck yeah. but there's actually another thing that I realized by looking at this stuff that is actually uh, like that actually kind of gave me a new perspective on things which is that there was I had such 
a larger amount of positivity radiating through my life back in this period. Because like, you also you're... Uni- no, go ahead. I was gonna say you were in university, yeah. like you had no real responsibilities. You didn't really I care know, about anything. But I feel some of this stuff. I'm just reading through, and like, I, I, I read some of these posts, and I'm like, there is so much sincerity in this, and there's so much more inclination. Because we be... weren't cynical adults yet. We were I babies. Know. Like, listen to this post, <laughs> and the best part of the archive is you can't see who anything is it's just a stream of like so you can't see who the posts are from it just oh, looks like this so this post this is just a post from someone that says to me yeah i thought of it on the bus thanks for a great weekend buddy awesome to see you hope you recover well i'm sick but well worth it peace that's so nice like this is so heartfelt you know like these is that things- you I don't think so. Me and Jay were not nice to each other during this time. Yeah, Yeah, even on Facebook. Listen to this one. This was on my wall from I don't know who. Okay, I checked and we haven't exchanged messages on Facebook since August 1st. That is not okay. I really miss you and I know it's your birthday soon. So like, can we make something happen? I know you're all cool with your friends on the hill, but the way things are going does not bode well for the longevity of our friendship. Okay, I wrote an essay in response to six words, but that should make my point. I'll mission up to you guys for the good of my of our friendship. Like, who's, who's that from? I want to know. Like, if you wrote that message to Jay, like, it's like these days I constantly am like reveling in sadness because I feel like I have no real relationships anymore, and I feel like everyone hates me. And like, when? How do we, we get a little bit back here? Seriously. Wait, wait. Do you want to know another weird thing that Facebook lets you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might already know this, but I know this from some of my girlfriends who are really fucking good at stalking online. Yes. Um, if you search, you can do this with anyone, even if they have untagged photos. They've yeah. untagged all their photos. If you search someone's name and then photos, or photos of and then someone's name, you can see every single fucking photo. Anyone. Are you serious? Oh, that's terrifying. That's crazy. <laughs> I want to Unless that. you're deleted Facebook. The only person we couldn't do was Roz because she's deleted Facebook. Holy shit. But it's literally all there. So it's Even either like really yourself? nostalgic or really fucking oh, scary. wow. Yeah. That's weird. If oh. you've commented on something, like everything. Oh, you wow. have the option also to filter by photos from friends and groups or by public photos. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh, you can choose the date. You can filter by date, by location. Yeah. Oh wow! You have to search photos of blank. You can search videos too. <laughs> you can search See, posts that is... people have been yeah. tagged in. Oh wow! I like this. There's is... so much stalking to be done. This is a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. I don't like. It. Oh my god! This is like stalker central. <laughs> I know. I wasn't supposed to. Well, you weren't supposed to tell well, me that. Was... Okay, wait. You know what else is another thing I discovered <laughs> looking through my archive from that period where you, where you wrote posts to see what everyone saw is like. A, a trend that is something a, like a, a phase that I went through that I was that I forgot about that I really liked, which was I guess knowing that people would see posts. I have all these posts from this one exam season of asking people of accusing people of farting in the library. So I have this class that says, "Hey, I have this post that, that is the I least surprising thing you've ever said." Yeah. Yeah. I wrote on someone's wall. It says, "Hey, Rachel, was it you who farted in the library last night?" Some people said you were claiming that the fart was you. <laughs> so I just wanted to check. Like, I have all these posts of just accusing people of farting in the library, like publicly. Um, and it also appears that around the time that you could tag people in posts for the first time, I would like tag people in like Jay Dever it is in the bathroom, and I would tag like five people. 
I'm also very interested in Luke Skywalker, apparently. That I believe. You don't think you've like clicked on a Star Wars ad? Oh no, they they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> they do serve like there is surveillance. Like, for sure. A lot of surveillance. Sure. And like think about how like Mark Zuckerberg is going to use this when he eventually runs for president. Yeah, that's fucking scary. Yeah. He should not run for president. Yeah. It's wild though how like yeah. tuned in it is as well. Like I it went knows. to a McDonald's recently. Yeah. And it I looked at my I phone know. and it's an Android phone. I... Yeah. And it says you visited this McDonald's 3 months ago. Okay, the creepiest you thing on your iPhone <laughs> is that you can see on iPhones, you can see all the places yeah, you visited you, like, recently, yeah. which was, like, really sad when I was working. Like, it was, like, work, fucking home, three work, quarters home. of my life at work, and then the rest of it, like... Yeah, and the odd time when, like, your GPS says it would take you 15 minutes to drive to whatever address right yeah, now, yeah. it's, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, Neil, anything more on Facebook, or should we... No, I think right now it's just, it's nuts to see. Check out what Facebook thinks about you. Yeah. Facebook.com slash ad slash preferences. Uh, take us into a topic, right? Um, so, I wanted to do something American-y, because you've lived in America. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, but I don't really like political things, but I feel like we should go there. So, we're meeting halfway, and we're going to talk about Trump's eating habits. <laughs> if that works for you. Where this is such he a good presses topic. the button? No. Does he We're press a button? Learn? Yeah. He yeah. presses a button and gets Coke delivered to him. Oh, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. I heard he has a Coke delivery button. <laughs> but, like, you saw recently everyone was up in arms because of... There was, like, this this dinner at the White House, and he got different things than everybody else. Oh, I didn't know Tell that. Us no. about this. <laughs> so, there's this dinner at the White House. I think it's mostly press-related stuff. Um, and he, <laughs> everyone sits down. Everyone's got a glass of water. <clears throat> Trump gets a Diet Coke. Okay, that's how things are kicked off. <laughs> then throughout the course of the meal, everyone gets their salads. It's like a vinaigrette or something. Trump gets Thousand Islands dressing. Well, he's the fucking worst. He put some yeah. on yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Everything he got was different than everybody else, including his dessert. He got an extra scoop of ice oh, cream. Oh, yeah, I saw the like, CNN report on this, which is yeah. obnoxious, but... So I like delve deeper to see what his like general eating habits are and like people are also up in arms about that because so Michelle Obama was like huge into like healthy eating yeah. You know, yeah. for your kids and like she's going off on him because apparently uh, how like somebody who like doesn't want your kids to eat healthy hates your children you know just like <laughs> let's just blow this up whatever uh, but his eating habits are hilarious he eats like a small child not How's even a small child he <laughs> <Honestly. laughs> rich people don't yeah. die Walt Disney's in a freezer like, and will walk amongst lot, us like, again just hate mom than juice. he looks I think honestly no he looks pretty fat yeah he's a, yeah, he's a thick he boy he doesn't look in shape but <laughs> I feel like you know when you just hear about these people it's like they live to be 120 and they're like what, what's your secret and they're like oh I drank a bottle of JD and smoke a pack of yeah. cigarettes yeah, a day it's, like, right. it's just lines work for some yeah. people yeah Money is the key. Yeah, yeah. money is the real key. Money is the key, for sure. Like, I, I go to work and I have to sign asbestos waivers. It's like, <laughs> yeah. He's not signing asbestos waivers. No, he's, he's going he, places with He's, like, air. giving his servants asbestos cereal to yeah. eat. Like, like, yeah, we don't I'm curious to know. So, obviously, off the bat, how do you think he likes his steak cooked? Oh, well done. Well, well done, for sure. Well, one employee <laughs> described it as it would rock on the plate when carrying it to him. Ew. That's how hard his steak is. Uh, he drinks a ton of Diet Coke, loves fast food, which I get. He he explains it as fast food he enjoys because 
he can't trust people who serve him food, but he can trust these big chains, which is fair. <laughs> what? So he's that paranoid? For someone who's that paranoid, he's certainly like sharing a lot of information. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> these fast food places are so. I think they have the cleanest kitchens, probably. It's just, it's so heavily regulated yeah. by corporate culture that yeah, it yeah, is yeah. a great place to eat. McDonald's? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it's the you best are restaurant constantly plugging McDonald's as your favorite restaurant. <laughs> it's McDonald's the best restaurant. Should be your, your is it your favorite sponsor? fast food? No. What's your favorite But it's my food? favorite restaurant. Okay. Just the whole experience. Wait, what is your favorite fast food? It depends. Like, it's what you're in the mood for. Sometimes you want a Wendy's burger. Sometimes you want a McDonald's burger. But McDonald's will never let you down. Unless, of course, you have what a pre-existing heart condition. What do you think Trump's McDonald's order is? Oh, this I know. <laughs> he is fond of three sandwiches at McDonald's. Guess them. Fish filet. The filet fish is definitely on that. That's that's on there. <laughs> yeah. The quarter pounder. Also on there. The big man. You got it. <laughs> Real American. Yeah. yeah. So he loves that. Um, he cuts the crust off of his pizza and oh eats it with a God. knife and fork. He was seen with Sarah Palin at a pizza dinner they had together. Cut, they were both using a knife and fork. That kind of tells you everything you need to know. Just eats like an animal. It's like a child. <laughs> eats like a child who is an animal. He did loves he, a good taco bowl. I might have heard, did he get... Did he get offered seconds at that dinner and no one else did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was seconds on the dessert, I think. But, like, okay. I don't understand. Like, all these things are just, like, obvious optics things. Like, any of us would know that that's, like, a bad look. Yeah, I know. And, it, like, a million other things that he does. Or they just don't do. think he gives a fuck. It's not even him, yeah. though. It's, like, also his people. Like, who the fuck is, like, serving him extra yeah. servings? I know. But it's also, like, I, I'd rather somebody be upfront and and transparent than play well, a game and pretend you're something you're not okay. but behind closed doors is, be an asshole that is what i thought for the Maybe. longest time until i started to look more into it and i read this profile on melania trump and in all fairness it was like by this like militant feminist magazine that i would never respect aside from the fact that they were actually um referencing like her actual twitter profile so the the facts were actually laid out. And What's be... a militant feminist? Yeah, I'm also curious. <laughs> I, I'm, Is it like, I love like Marie Claire? No. Like, keep in mind, Marie you're, Claire. You don't mind you're about to talk to somebody who Facebook describes as extremely I liberal. I know, but I like that for the first time I can refer to things as militant feminist and there is a female, so I'm not just like picking on, on her. I'm not just, I can actually bring so stuff up. So what magazine like, was it? I can't remember what it was called. When I say militant, I just mean feminism just means you believe that men and women should be equal in society. And like, let's be real, you're a sociopath if you don't think that. Yeah. But like, at, there's just certain people who, there's certain publications that they're in they look through things through a certain lens that like news can't exist through that lens because it's not news anymore, it's just editorial. However, looping back, this, I read this interesting article. It was about. Melania Trump and <laughs> the fact that she posts all these pictures on her Twitter account and she's like something like 420 pictures posted and like they kind of stop like two days before she got Trump got elected and they pointed out a few interesting things one being that she has not taken a picture from outdoors in like eight years like all of her pictures everywhere around the world are like through the window of a limo or like from and she has like a hundred pictures of Central Park like from her view in the Trump Tower That's like weird. an oligarch yeah like yeah. honestly and another thing is that she like has that she has 
like two pictures of her and Trump together and they're weird. She has all these pictures of her son, Baron, but they're all taken from the back so you can't see his face. And it's just like the whole thing just kind of points out that like you can't really defend Trump or his family on the grounds that like they're being honest or anything. I think these are just people who are so removed from society Mm -hmm. that we can't even really fathom how ridiculous their lifestyle is because they've never lived yeah. anything that yeah. resembles normal And I don't lives. think you can say, like, Trump, at least he's, like, being on it. Like, at least he's not, like, bullshitting when he asks for seconds. Like, maybe he's demanding seconds. But there's a difference between that, which I think is, like, being polite or, like, having manners and then, like, being a fucking... Like, he's a liar mm-hmm. about yeah, so yeah. many things. For sure. I think... So, like... I feel like honesty just like goes out the window at that point. Yeah. It's like it's like he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants and saying whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. I you know what I, I think more more the point that I was trying to make is simply that don't politicize everything. You know, yeah. it, if the guy eats gross things, that's separate <laughs> to to banning abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just happens yeah. to be a gross human. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's it's, just it's so hard to sift if if we're constantly upset and and. I guess it's like one way. I mean, yeah, it's one way. So recently I've started interviewing, we've started doing the same thing as the closet thing, but with food where we like go yeah. into like chef's homes and oh, stuff Toronto and look at their fridge. Also. That's awesome. Are they? Yeah. You should look into it. We um, like a bunch of Toronto chefs. Yeah. It's fun because it's like, but like food is like such a eccentricity for so many people. Like, for sure. And it's like such a weird... I don't know. It's like another, I guess, like form of self-expression that you don't even really think about because it's just like what you like. It's yeah. not something you have to like put out there, like the way you dress or something. For it's sure. just like it's also different than closets. Like your closets always have clothes in them. You go to someone's house to check out their fridge and they haven't gone grocery shopping. Yeah. So you look in there. Oh, but cool. that says a lot too. Soda. That says a lot. That says a lot about the person, right? Because yeah. it means that like, they like, typically don't cook at home or like they don't like yeah. have the yeah. means. Because like I don't have a lot of like ready to make food in my house but I have like a shitload of sauces and spices and like all this stuff for like when I want to cook some on the topic of alcoholic presidents mm-hmm. um, who is an alcoholic nobody but like drinkers LBJ before he took office quit drinking mm-hmm. and he took to Fresca instead <laughs> and had it's, there's like two conflicting things I've found one is that he had a Fresca fountain installed yeah, that's awesome but more likely he had like a button <laughs> that when he pushed it, Fresco would come. Yeah, like so. Keith, that's what Trump has. What? That's what Trump what? has. Why do the U.S. presidents have like Richie Rich, like yeah. McDonald's and stuff? Why does that come what with are it? They spending oh, all this money on. Yeah, like what? <laughs> but that's like a, a button you can install. Yeah, yeah it's a button, minutes. and then it just calls Yo, in. A I could not install with. that button. <laughs> you can install a Nest thermostat in under five minutes. Yeah, but. Like, You're telling me they can't install like a, a button where a white lights I'm up? I'm pretty sure that if I installed a button to get a Coke, I would have to like either hire a full-time Yeah, you have to staff. hire someone. Yeah, like, they, he has a full-time there staff. There needs to be someone on the other end. <laughs> I'm like, I would have to keep that thing stocked Pouring the fucking Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I can't. No, no, I cannot put, give myself a button that gives me that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. But, um, so yeah, I, as you guys all know, I'm a huge fan of the alt-right. <laughs> well, just in general, I'm a huge fan of weirdos. And, like, fan and, of the alt-right? 
Well, I'm just I follow like all the fringe communities. I just I don't love, think he's a, you're not a fan. You're interested by. I'm interested in everything you're that's on the fringe. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm and, so sorry. It looks like we're out of time. <laughs> but the thing is, the all right have really they've quieted down more than I'd like lately. Like I just find that there hasn't been. I haven't had. I haven't had. I haven't had. I. Milo's gone from Breitbart. I haven't. My. I'm not getting my fill of weirdos these well, days. Well, dude, like Richard Spencer so, is now like trying so, to get uh, Jefferson Davis's. Sta- they like tore down Jefferson Davis's statue recently. Totally. Like, However, so where I'm going. People with are this, pretty though, pissed off about that. Is I started to be like, okay, well, given the fact that. I haven't gotten enough from my usual fix of weirdos. I wanted to go back through my own personal Hall of Fame of weirdos and, and do a little segment I like to call "That's Par for the Course." <laughs> so I'm gonna run us through some of my favorite subcultures of weirdos that live on, on this planet, and um, there's some absolutely great ones. That sounds about par for the course. So the first one, number one. I've like wanted to do this topic for a while. Do you guys know about bug chasers? I do. No. So <laughs> this is all going to be an education for me, I think. Okay, that, that's perfect. That's why I'm here. So bug chasers are a subculture, a very small uh, subculture minority within the gay community who practice the pursuing of sexual activity with HIV positive individuals in order to contract HIV. So these are people who are well, chasing a bug. They are looking for that. HIV. They are looking to get HIV, and these people are bug chasers. And there's also gift givers. Are the people who oh my get god? It. Yeah, so so fucked up. This this came to light when like a photo of a chat forum on the deep web was screenshotted, and it was people talking about getting about congregating. It, and uh, it really triggered and people didn't know if it was real or if, mm-hmm. if it wasn't and then it found out that it was real time reported on it all this stuff <laughs> and what's crazy though is a lot of people were talking about doing it giving it to unknowing uh, sexual partners god damn yeah so I mean there is it's crazy you stuff. can go to jail for that now yeah, oh, you could, you could probably always go to jail for that. That's, so that's been a thing for a while. Yeah. I Is did. It? Yeah, I did what I normally do, and I um I went to one of I, I went to my to Reddit, my source for everything. To to uh, one of my. Is there a subreddit? Uh, well, there's a subreddit that I go to a lot of the stuff for education on this type of topic. The subreddit is called Ask Gay Bros. <laughs> Wait, you actually? Did yeah. I say you just ask the question? Yeah, you ask and Gay Bros answer. <laughs> And it's actually really cool. Very educational. Yeah, it is. It Are you is. saying Gabe Rose? <laughs> Gabe Rose. And so a lot of the people on this, on this there are people who are really sort of educated on it because there's a few different reasons for doing it. Like some people just think of it as, is, of it as being like an intensely erotic act. It's just like, they call it the fuck of death or the ultimate taboo. <laughs> it's like you it's like it's this form of almost domination where you have sex with someone and you leave a piece of yourself in them forever that that they can never get rid of and it's like super weird yeah for some people it's like it's like about it's it's a reaction to loneliness it's about like um, i want to be part of a community i want to be i want to feel connected to a larger community for some people it's like really hardcore for gay rights activism like in the far deep depths of, of, of its intensity it's like we want to it is a true sign of being the outsiders that we have been made into to have right. this disease um and 
It's crazy, though, because somebody pointed to tuberculosis, that it was completely romanticized when it was rampant, that it was thought of that people really? had, that there were people who gave themselves see, tuberculosis. Did you, did you not see Moulin Rouge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Moulin Rouge. You haven't seen it? Oh, you got to see it. <laughs> they call it, what's it called, consumption? Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're all trying to get it? No, but it's like it's really glamorized it's, in the movie. Yeah, it was like, because you, there was like, there were people would there would purposely make their skin more pale to like give themselves what they called a consumptive appearance. That's and so yeah. strange. It's like I totally... heroin chic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the early 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it though. Like you, Emily, you've been in a long term a long term relationship with someone for a long time. Mm-hmm. How do you make it work with with one of you not having a terrible? <laughs> it's really baffling. <laughs> Protection. <laughs> so, so on that note, that is my first. That is my first part for the course. Um, this is and this is a big thing. There were like I read an article about like there were places, there were meetups that were organized That's where you nuts. go into a room and get banged by like twelve sexual partners without ever speaking a word, and you hope that your your next you test positive the next day. That's insane. Yeah, and these uh, are people who all know exactly what they're doing. You know how messed up our society is, though. I could foresee a situation where people are in a room like that, find out afterwards that somebody isn't ill at all, and they sue somebody <laughs> for setting up this thing for just a sexual congress without yeah, like any you, disease you, you promised, you promised yeah. me AIDS. Yeah. Well, it's not great. What are your thoughts on this, Emily? I think it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's clearly... This is like... But this is I mean, it's, it's a subculture, and I'm sure yeah. there's a lot to it that we don't understand as, like, of course, straight people. As with everything. But, I mean, fuck, like, it's also crazy to think of, like, the history of that disease and, like, how hard people fought not, to, like, for essentially health care yeah. when yeah. it was being, like, not recognized or taken care of at all yeah, in any go- public way. Exactly. It goes under the exact same, in the exact category as the fact that we need increased public health efforts because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people who are just getting criminalized mm-hmm. when they just need help. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's number one. Number two. Number two. This one toes a little bit of a different line, but <laughs> this one... A line nonetheless. Do you guys know about the red pill? Yeah, yeah. You know about the red yeah, pill. Yeah, they're, the Matrix. It, it is based off of the red pill, like in from the Matrix. But the red pill is like the official community. They congregate on Reddit. It's the official community for men's rights activism. Okay, ridiculous. And ridiculous. It is not ridiculous. <laughs> but it is not just that, though. They also like congregate over this whole alternate study of psychology that basically says that women in relationships like to be subjectified and and that and it's how to do it and, and oh my god well, how do you do it so basically here's on the page yeah, on the page so this is like this is what they sort of there's 120,000 members of this group I'm, I'm not surprised this is, this is so this is like how they the, the overview for how they describe themselves why have we grown so quickly because there's truth in the red pill because men are realizing that the sexual marketplace has shifted away from what we've been taught. 
Men who grew up over 30 years ago are discovering the world has changed. Men who are still growing up from the 80s, 90s, and even the last decade, they're starting to realize that what their parents taught them, what television and chick flicks taught them, what church and Sunday school taught them, it's all wrong. Our culture has become a feminist culture. A president cannot be elected today without succumbing to the feminist narrative and paying them tribute. How many times has Obama given credit for his manhood to his wife? Anyhow, you can get the point. It's, it's totally so insane. The problem, the big problem with this community is that like there's a total lack of awareness for people who just clearly like were cheated on by their girlfriend <laughs> and are now like angry and like, are they... now angry. or people who like just like there's that dude who unfortunately like shot up that beach in LA a few years ago yeah Do you know what I'm talking about no um, no I don't know about it he was the he was like a writer's son like super well off he wrote this crazy long manifesto and then went on like a rampage and killed a whole bunch of people and his manifesto was effectively about him being a men's right activist and how he like felt he was like a smaller dude like he was never had any luck with women but he felt like women were like owed to him for like whatever reason he was like it was totally crazy like these people unfortunately what happens with the internet is fringe thinkers can very easily find a group of other people who think like them but before that existed Rafe over here would have these <laughs> men's rights activist thoughts and couldn't talk to it about anyone, okay, so he wouldn't. They no, would disappear. I, like, I was also. Kidding. It's terrible out there for women, <laughs> but it's also terrible out there for men. Yeah, but it not, is because awful out there. Right. yeah not because of men's rights. Yeah, not because no, no, not because of men's rights. but because men are expected to be a certain way. This and it's the same way that women are expected to be a certain way. It's probably the way these men's rights activists want to be. I was just kidding. I don't I think mean, your men's rights. A big issue here with with thinking this, about it. <laughs> with this particular group is that they are like it, it, it's a toxic ideology because yeah. they're in their manifesto. They literally declare that feminism is not is purely a sexual strategy to put women in the best position they can to find select mates and determine whether they want to switch mates to, in order to locate <laughs> with the end goal of locating the best dna possible <laughs> hey, what? why okay so what what's what do they want? Like, what is the... Men's like, rights. What is the... Yeah. That was not they don't want, No, no, no. I wanted to say, when do they want it? They don't want... <laughs> they don't want anything from women. They don't want anything from women. What they want is to congregate and just build out the psychological manifesto of how to properly manipulate the female mind. It is so the, how is it that is, different? The, so it's the they stupidest want fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Feminism. Yeah, no, meninism. That's meninism. actually a word. Yeah. So <laughs> they Don't want... they make the sausages? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, hold on. So they want to do what they think feminism is? Uh, I mean, they... <sighs> As, like, sexual manipulation. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, they also are... They are, Where are they? So the red... The red the, <laughs> Let's get rid yeah, of them. That's exactly what it is. Because the red pills, they're, what they claim to be is it's men's sexual strategy. Like, they claim that feminism is only a, a sexual like strategy. There's a lot of guys who have been rejected a lot. Totally. And, but that the problem is this this is a product of the internet age, right? They have 120,000 yeah. members. They're probably everywhere all over the globe. They could never congregate, but, like... That's absolutely... Like, yeah. it's, those things are... 
And like I'm not fringe thinkers who have a place to come together. So like we're not debating anything about like what about relations between the genders right now. Like no 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 no, we're not getting like these people are clearly a little crazy. Yeah, like these are like I'm just talking about the fringe. I'm talking about the fringe parts of everything here. Number three. These guys have been active for ages, and I only recently found out about them. Mennonites. Columbiners. Is is like the overarching group of people. People are so creepy. (laughs) School shooters and people who shoot in public places. I I mean, I feel like that it's it makes sense that those people exist. You know what? I have to say because they're glamorized in the media. So many people take like so many school modern school shooters now, like learn from. Yeah, yeah I guess. people and, like Columbine and like see that their names in the paper and like all this stuff and that's like the psychology of it now. Exactly, and so the arena for this group of the arena of choice is Tumblr, and there are so many Columbine oh. or Tumblers, and I like I have to admit to you, like you dive a little bit into it and you start to read, you actually I'm you start to. Surprised Tumblr hasn't taken that down. I know, they right? take down other shit. And there's like memes and. But it's it, they like their heroes are like Marilyn Manson and Nirvana and it's like it's really based in the grunge movement almost. It's kind of like, but they Marilyn Manson inspired the Columbine shooters. Yeah, did they not? no, yeah. he didn't. I but he these did. apparently he didn't. These things are yeah. active up until now, so it's kind of like it's not just that though. Just what I started, I yeah, it's just like they just listened to Marilyn Manson. I actually started to. It just like happened to be that they killed a bunch of people, but they also just yeah, either way. Sorry. So, but like looking into this I actually started to sympathize with them because it's really a response to bullying and like it is this is like a place where this is a dark place where people have been bullied go and there's all like you really start to see that like littered throughout these tumblers are like are offers to help people who are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts in high Hmm. school so like they're these people idolize these people who were bullied so hard or like just whatever right. that they got pushed Took that far revenge. but there's a twisted side to all this which is that i was able to find on one of these tumblers i did a quiz called which columbine victim are you what <laughs> victim yeah and you fill out oh all God, these and you're, so and it actually ranks you like by percentage so i'm 22 is this buzzfeed no it's, <laughs> it's, it's i'm 22 percent kelly fleming 22 percent daniel mauser 30 percent kind of isaiah did you have to answer to get there i'll tell you Okay, so the That's first so question is, weird. what it's is your weird. age? What is your gender? It's lunchtime. Where would you be found? A, out having lunch with friends. B, finishing homework in the library. Oh, this is C, super roaming terrifying. Halls. I don't like D, this D, playing all. football in the field. E, Bible study. F, out at the smoke pit. There's 12 questions. Anyhow, funny this enough... This is just a repurposed breakfast club quiz. Fun, <laughs> funny enough, I actually got I actually got the shooter. No, no you didn't. <laughs> so I actually got a victim. I'm the shooter. What, I'm because 40. you were out in the smoke pit? You want to know why? So my result, Eric Harris, one of the shooters, oh. you're a rebel. You most likely have some anger problems. You are sweeter than everyone thinks, however. You are more liked than you believe. Your best friend is Dylan Claybold. You are most likely OCD so in one way or this another. This is like making Paranoids them into TV characters. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like, this is a whole subculture. Columbiners. These guys are real people. It's, like, messed. That's weird. Teenagers, though? Uh, like, mostly teenagers, but not even. It's also people in, like, the, like, older... They're, like, there's... Again, it's the, like the internet has made people able to move everywhere. Yeah. This is yeah. terrifying, and I couldn't be happier you're no longer in school. <laughs> and that, yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm so glad the internet didn't exist in the same way when we were in school. I know. I know. But in February of this year, 
um, this one post was reblogged like throughout all the Columbine blogs on Tumblr that just like they, it, this one made its rounds. And this is like the moment that I kind of had a moment thinking, feeling for them. The title is Don't Kill Yourself, Please. And it just says, if you're suffering from depression or looking for a sign to not go through with ending your life, this is it. This is the sign. We care. If you see this on your dash, reblog it. You could save a life. And this went through all the Colin Miners tumblers. So it's like, where do you even stand on that, you know? It's like a weird fucked up support system. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's super weird. But like, these kids need help, obviously. Yeah. But I'd love In to know life. which Columbine victim you guys all are. I do not. <laughs> Number four. Um, another one is, uh, have you guys heard about the new, I mean, uh, it's, I don't even know what to call it while being politically correct, but it's trans-abled people. Oh, it you, is people, you, you told me about people this. People who identify with having a disability and go so far as to have their limbs amputated or to wear... No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. Are you sure? I'm one. I'm what there, do you mean go so far? Like, like it's people, there are people who don't do that. Uh, there is no doctor there, yeah. out there that amputates limbs without reason. Okay, so this no, no, is no, no. that doesn't. But exist. there are circular saws that. Okay, do. so here's here's a national do post. Here's, yeah. Because we're in Canada, here's a national post oh, no. article um, calling becoming disabled by choice, not chance. Transabled people feel like imposters in their fully working bodies. So here we have somebody. Here's this woman wears leg braces even though she doesn't not she doesn't need them. Uh, she wants to be in a wheelchair. That's how she identifies. And these people, I mean, it's a this is a, obviously a very very small group, but they've kind of tried to jump in the same boat as the transgender community, and they're arguing for like health coverage in surgeries to to put them more closely. So I mean, like like you know, what's the response from the trans community? Um, well, it's interesting. So, um, what they, the, you know, it's more so, it's more so the people who have really weighed in are, are, are the big activists in transgender circles and, uh, the PhDs in gender studies. They tend to see trans-abled people as dishonest people who try to steal resources from the community and people who would be disrespectful by denying or fetishizing or romanticizing disability is reality. Um... But at the same time, um, like there, one person really heavily weighed in on it is a guy who identifies, uh, who is both actually disabled and transgender. Um, and he said, he believes that the transgender community should distance itself. But transableism came to light when this guy came forward actually in, in, in Canada, um, who he cut off his right arm with a very sharp power tool. And he now calls himself One Hand Jason. And he initially let everyone believe it was an accident. But he had for months tried different means of cutting and crushing that limb. Uh, the, a limb that he claimed never felt quite like his own. Training himself on first aid so he wouldn't bleed to death. And this is a quote from him. My goal was to get the job done with no hope of reconstruction or reattachment. And I wanted some method that I could actually bring myself to do. What did, what did he choose? His goal was to become disabled. No, no, no. What, oh, what tool did he use? Um, I'm curious. Uh, it just it just says a very sharp power tool. Yeah, they don't want to. I assume like a circular saw. No, it's like with like when they don't tell you the exact way, like someone yeah, kills themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is riveting. I think the. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's, yeah, it's not. Right? Circular saw is a tough one though because there's a safety guard on it. Not always. No, on a circular saw. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, you could like do it with like, like a, a miter saw. saw. Like a miter saw, saw, you have like the. I'm talking about table saw. Miter saw is the move. Anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Emily, thanks for coming on today. Thanks yeah. for having me. I did have fun. Have me back sometime. Yeah. We'll have a real topic. No, you <laughs> had a real topic. You had a real topic. You were, like, it was, it was super interesting. Yeah. Honestly, um, I can hear the emails coming in right now to replace me with you, which I'm <laughs> totally fine. Oh, no, I'll just come back and chat. Yeah, come, come back, join us. Um, don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes and uh, rate us, please, if you like it. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week. We'll be way more punctual this time. <laughs> Later.